This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pet. P-E-P-Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, Superman has Bud Smith, the new and amazing baseball find, and trains for Metropolis. Unaware that George Latimer, his archenemy and possessor of the deadly kryptonite, has picked up his trail and is at the very door of his compartment. You know, some fellows and girls get in on all the fun, and being one of those yourself, you want to get in on the fun of collecting that swell new series of pep comic buttons in packages of Kellogg's Pep. It's a game that's full of surprises because you never know which comic button you'll find in your next pep package. All you know is that you'll find a gleaming white enamel button with a picture of one of your favorite comic strip characters to pin on your jacket or your dress or cap. And collecting these swell buttons gets more and more exciting as you get closer and closer to the full lineup of all 18. For instance, have you got your Winnie Winkle twins button? And Gravel Gertie and Tilda and Superman? Well, get in on the fun of swapping duplicates and help complete your collection that way. And remember, you can't buy these buttons anywhere, and you don't send in any money, not even a box stop. Just keep supplied with pep and look for your prize inside every package you open. Keep on the lookout for a grand breakfast dish, too. A cool treat. Cool crisp flakes of delicious whole wheat in your bowl with cool milk. Really something to cheer about. And good for you with an extra amount of energy vitamin B1 plus sunshine vitamin D that helps build strong bones and teeth. For prize-eating and exciting prizes, get P.E.P., the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. Hating and fearing Superman, a dishonest politician named Big George Latimer tried to damage his mind and make him forever helpless by forcibly feeding him kryptonite, a strange element which robs Superman of all his strength and superhuman powers. Although the Man of Steel managed to escape before the treatments could be completed, his memory was gone. Wearing ragged overalls, not knowing who he was, he became the star pitcher for a small-town baseball team and under the name of Bud Smith, performed so sensationally that news of his exploits reached Metropolis. Editor Perry White and cub reporter Jimmy Olsen almost identified him, but when Superman failed to recognize them, they decided they had been mistaken. 
However, Al McGuire, a detective hired by Latimer, was on Superman's track. And as we continue now, Latimer has arrived at the hotel in the small town of Gainesville, where he has come in response to an urgent wire from McGuire. Listen. I got here as fast as I could, McGuire. Where is he? He's not far from this hotel, Mr. Latimer. And I think he's the man you want. You think? Well, I'm practically certain, but I want you to identify him. I never saw him before, you know. That's right. Well, show him to me. I'll tell you in a second if he's the man. Now, take it easy. We'll have to wait a few minutes till the game's over. What game? The baseball game. He's pitching tonight. He's what? Oh, I forgot you didn't know. Your man's pitcher for the Gainesville Colts. That's a Bush League team in this town. Baseball pitcher? That's ridiculous. This fellow isn't a professional ball player. You've made a mistake, McGuire. No, I don't think so, Mr. Latimer. Your man's trail led to this town. He was wearing ragged overalls when he got here, and he answers the description you gave me to a T. You're sure? Positive. Look, uh, he uses the name of Bud Smith. That mean anything to you? No. Nothing at all. The baseball pitcher. Brother, what a pitcher. Out of this world. You know he pitched four no-hit, no-run games in a row, set a world's record. He did, eh? Yeah, I saw him work yesterday. I never saw such speed in my life. You swear he had a cannon up his sleeve. The batters couldn't touch him. I see. Terrific hitter, too. He knocks out a home run every time at bat. Yesterday he got four, and did he well those balls? Wow! I think they're traveling yet. Hmm. You know, McGuire, maybe you haven't made a mistake. I'm beginning to think he is our man. I'm pretty sure he Come is. Come on. Take me to him, McGuire. I've got to make sure if he is. But, Mr. Latimer, like I told you, we got to wait till the game is over. Why? Because there are thousands of people at the ballpark. We can't get near him. But we might lose him. Don't worry. i got a man watching him. He'll phone us as soon as the game is over and he finds out where Smith goes. Okay, if you insist. But I tell you, we've got to work fast, McGuire, because if he is our man, he should recover his memory. I guess that would be bad for you, huh, Mr. Latimer? Yes. Worse than you can imagine. Hey, look, Mr. Latimer, just who is this guy? As I told you before, that's none of your business. Maybe. Just the same, I'd like to know. Forget it. I can't help being curious about a guy who can bust out of a jail by twisting iron bars three inches thick like pretzels. Look, McGuire. Who can throw a baseball twice as fast as Walter Johnson or Bobby Feller ever threw it. McGuire, there's an old saying you might remember. What's that? Curiosity once killed a cat. Oh, now, listen, Mr. Latimer. The phone. Maybe it's our man. Answer it. Okay. Hello? It's him, all right. Yeah, John, what's the dope? Oh, it is, huh? Now, what about Smith? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, swell, John. Stick around. So long. Well, is the game over? Yeah. Where's Smith? He went home to the rooming house where most of the ball players live. Do you know where that is? Sure, over on West Elm Street. Let's go. Uh, just a minute. I want to take this box along with me. All right, let's go. Hey, what's in that box? That's my business. Looks heavy as a lead box. It is lead. Come on. But look, what... I warned you before, McGuire. Don't get too curious. Now, let's go see this man, Smith. That's Smith's rooming house over there at the corner, Mr. Latimer. Good. Let's... Now, wait. My assistant ought to be around someplace. Oh, here it comes. Seems to be in a hurry. Hope nothing's wrong. I will know in a minute. What's up, John? I was just going to the corner to phone you, Mr. McGuire. Uh-oh. Why? Bud Smith's gone. What? Gone where? He's on his way to Metropolis. To Metropolis? Yeah, the Colts sold him yesterday to the Metropolis Titans for $100,000. I just got the dope from the local newspaper reporter. I'm not surprised. This is disastrous. Charlie Taylor, he's the manager and part owner of the Colts. He left with Smith just a few minutes ago. But for where? I told you, Metropolis. Yes, but how are they going there? By plane? By train? How? Well, I don't know that, sir. I... You don't know? What's the matter with you, John? What kind of a detective are you? Well, I didn't wait to find out. As soon as I saw Smith and Shorty leave and heard what happened, I ran up to phone you. Rick Lucifer, now how are we oh, going, wait, to... Mr. Latimer? Look, John, there are a couple of ball players sitting on the rooming house porch. Maybe they know how Smith and Taylor are traveling. I'll beat it up there and ask them. Go ahead, step on it. Okay, Mr. McGuire, hold everything. 
Well, John? Yeah, going by train. Midnight limited. Midnight? What time's it now? Let's see. Eight minutes to twelve. There's a taxi at the corner. Come on, McGuire. Right with you. Hey, but look. What's the rush? We can have him in a minute. Smith. That's the metropolis. He might be recognized. Then I'll be done for. We've got to get him before he gets there. There's a limit. Come on, McGuire. Hurry. I'm afraid we'll, we'll never make it, Mr. Latimer. We've got to make it. Gotcha. Come on. We're too late. No, we're not. Keep running. Yeah, but the, the doors are closed. Come on, man. Swing out of the observation car. Come on. Racing madly down the platform, Big George Latimer and Al McGuire seize the iron grill of the observation car on the departing Limited and pull themselves pantingly aboard. In a compartment on the Limited, en route to Metropolis, Superman, wearing a new business suit, sits with Shorty Taylor, the stocky, gray-haired manager and part owner of the minor league Gainesville Colts. As we join them now, Shorty is in high spirits, but Superman, still vainly searching his clouded mind for the secret of his real identity, seems far away. <laughs> yes, sir, but first time I saw your pitch, I said I'd sell it to big leagues before the season was over, remember? Huh? I said I'd get $100,000 for you, too, and I'd give you half of it. And that's just what happened. <laughs> boy, oh boy. was a lucky day for both of us when you walked out of the Colts field, wasn't it? Huh? Uh, what's that? I said it was a lucky day. Say, what's the matter with you, bud? Huh? Who, me? Hey, you. You haven't been listening to a word I've been saying. Oh, yes, I... I kind of think, but you haven't cracked his mouth since I gave you the big news. Well... Aren't you glad you're collecting 50 grand and going up to the big time? Oh, sure, sure I am, shorty. Well, you certainly don't act it. You just keep on sitting there like you always do, as if you're a thousand miles away. Sorry, I, I guess I was just thinking. Thinking? About what? Oh, who I am and... Who you are? I'll tell you who you are. You're Bud Smith, that's who. The greatest pitcher and home run hitter that ever lived. I wish I could be sure of that. Take my word for it. Well, I've seen all the great pitchers in the last 30 years. Matty Alexander, Johnson, Hubble, all of them. And I tell you, you're better than any of them in their best days. Well, thanks, Shorty. You're very flattering, but I wasn't referring to my pitching. I was talking about my... My name. Your name? What do you mean? Well, you see, Shorty, I... Oh, what's the use? I'll just have to work this out by myself. Work what out? Look, bud. Just what is eating you? Oh, nothing. Forget it, Shorty. I'm just tired, I guess. Sure, sure, yeah. Now, bet inside you're pretty excited about going up to the big time. Even if you don't show it. Look, I'll go back to my compartment. You go to sleep now, bud. I'll wake up in the morning before we get to Metropolis. Okay. I am rather sleepy. Sure. See you in the morning, pal. Right. Good night, Shorty. Closing the door of Superman's compartment, Shorty Taylor walks down the aisle of the train to his own compartment. And as he enters it, big George Latimer and Al McGuire step from the smoking compartment at the end of the car and start swiftly and quietly up the deserted aisle. As they approach Superman's door, Latimer takes the lead box from under his arm and slips the catch from the lid. The lurching of the train jars the lid up for a brief instant, revealing the jagged piece of green glowing kryptonite within. A strange metallic substance torn from the exploded planet on which Superman was born, and which, when brought within ten feet of him in the atmosphere of Earth, robs him of every ounce of strength. Once more, Superman's two arch-enemies, Big George Latimer and the kryptonite, are about to strike. What will happen? We'll find out in tomorrow's thrill-packed episode, fellows and girls. So be sure to listen. Don't fail to tune in again tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For ex-
excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comic Magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Cereal. Ooh, yeah, we do something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot. Fun surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Superman comes face to face with George Latimer, his arch enemy, and sole possessor of the deadly kryptonite. Say, have you got seven or eight or nine of the new series of comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pep? Or maybe you're even closer to having your complete collection of all 18 comic buttons of the new series. Everybody's in on the race to see who can get most of these comic buttons first. And everybody gets a kick out of collecting the characters that are making comic strip history. Like Maul, Winkle, and Daisy, B.O. Plenty, and Flat Top, Tiny Tim, and A Breath of Breeze, and Superman. Each in bright color on a gleaming white enamel button. If it's brand new in your collection, you pin it with the others on your jacket or your dress or cap. Or if it's a duplicate, you know, like one that you already have, well, that's even more fun because then you have the business of swapping with your friends. It's like some wonderful game where the fun goes on and on. And here's one of the best things about it. To get your comic buttons, you don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. They come only as exclusive prizes, one in every package of Kellogg's Pep you open. And remember, too, that every package of Pep on hand at your house puts you in line for some terrifically good eating. Fact is, there's nothing to match the keen, catchy flavor of these golden flakes of whole wheat. So for prize eating and exciting prizes, get P.E.P., the Sunshine Cereal. And now, the adventures of Superman. 
suffering from complete loss of memory brought on by doses of liquid kryptonite fed him by Big George Latimer, a crooked politician and his arch enemy, Superman became the star pitcher for a little minor league baseball team. Using the name of Bud Smith, he played so sensationally that he was purchased by the big league Metropolis Titans for $100,000. As Superman boarded the train for Metropolis that night, Latimer and Al McGuire, a private detective who had been hunting relentlessly for him, boarded the same train. As we continue now, Superman is in his compartment preparing for bed. In the deserted corridor outside his door stand McGuire and Latimer. The politician carries the lead box containing the deadly kryptonite. Drawing a deep breath, the burly Latimer places his hand on the doorknob and slowly turns it. Wait, Mr. Latimer, somebody's coming. What? Oh, oh, the water. Quick, McGuire. Back to the smoking room. We'll wait till he's gone. Taking up the berths in the compartment next to, uh, uh, Bud Smith's. I wish you'd hurry. Well, we might as well sit down and relax, Mr. Latimer. He'll be out there in a few minutes. I suppose so. Faster. Have a cigar? Thanks. Don't care if I do. But Thanks. Ah. Say, uh, Mr. Latimer. Yes? This might be a good time to tell me what I'm supposed to do when we get into Bud Smith's compartment. Told you before to stop prime, McGuire. You're getting paid to do as you're told and keep your mouth shut. Incidentally, you're getting paid very well, I might add. Maybe I'm not getting paid enough. I mean, for a job this size. Just what are you driving at? Well, I've been doing a little thinking, Mr. Latimer. And, uh, well, I think I can guess who Bud Smith really is. And why you've been so all-fired anxious to find him. I don't like guessing games, McGuire. This isn't exactly a guessing game, Mr. Latimer. You see, I've been thinking about a guy who can bust out of jail by bending iron bars three inches thick like the putty. You're making that sound too important. I told you this man, uh... But Smith is very strong. Hey, you're not kidding. He pitches a ball so fast nobody can see it. 26 strikeouts in one game. Four no-hit, no-run games in a row. A home run each time at bat. That guy ain't human, Mr. Latimer. Well? Well, I can think of only one man in the world who can twist iron bars into pretzels and play ball like that. You know who I mean, Mr. Latimer. His name Shut is... Shut up. Now listen, Mr. Latimer. No, you listen to me, McGuire. I want you before to keep your nose out of my business. What I told you about curiosity killing a cat? Uh-huh, but well, I... the same thing applies to men, too. And that could mean you, understand? Look, save the tough stuff for your political ward healers, Mr. Latimer. You don't scare me. You know I got too much on you. You have, eh? You bet. And I got this whole setup figured out now, too. Really? Suppose you tell me what you think, you know. Okay, here it is as I see it. After you got out of jail where Superman put you, you built yourself back into political power by claiming Superman framed the evidence against you. Because you said you wouldn't let him blackmail you. That's right, and it's true. Baloney. Superman's no crook, and you know it. Why didn't he meet me face-to-face in the Metropolis Auditorium and deny my charges? My guess is it was because he didn't dare get close to the stuff you got in that lead box. What? Yeah, that's kryptonite. That's what it is. Stuff that makes him weak when he comes close to it. Oh, the nonsense. Listen. I remember now reading all about it. The time it was stolen from the Metropolis Museum. I got a look at it before when you were opening the catch on the box. It glows with a green light, just like the paper said. Pretty clever. Aren't you, McGuire? Kinda. But you're not so dumb yourself, Mr. Latimer. You knew Superman would trip you up eventually unless you got rid of him for good. So I figure you doped out some way to wipe him out. But he must have scrammed somehow before he could finish the job. He lost his memory, but you're afraid he might recover it and come after you. McGuire, I warn you. So you hired me to find him so you could finish the job, and I did find him. Will you be quiet, you fool? Yeah. I'll be quiet. If you declare me in. For how much, you blackmailer? <laughs> Look who's calling who a blackmailer. Come on, talk. How much do you want to keep your big mouth shut? Well, let's see. 
I'd say a quarter of a million dollars is fair. Quarter of a million dollars? Why you? Now, tell me you haven't got it, Mr. Latimer. Why you dirty double crossing guns, you? You think you can hold me now up? Now take right? your hands off me. What are you talking? I'll teach you to try to blackmail me. I'll fix your wagon right now. Let go, I said. I got a gun, and if you make me use it, I fix the lead. What's going on here? Porter. Uh, 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 no, nothing, Porter. Nothing at all. Yeah, yeah that's right. We are just fooling around. Looked to me like you two gentlemen were trying to kill each other. Uh, uh, ridiculous. I was uh, just showing my friend a few, uh, few jiu-jitsu tricks, that's all. Sure, sure, that's all. Well, uh, if you say so, what? By the way, you gentlemen have reservations in this car. Why, well, uh, uh, no, we don't. No, uh, we, uh, we're in the car up ahead. That's right. Uh, we were just walking through in the club car, and we stopped to smoke a cigar before turning in. I see. Well, sorry I bothered you. That's gentlemen. perfectly all right. Good night. Good night. That's where he goes, McGuire. Never mind him. We got some business to finish, and this time I'd suggest you take it easy because I'm holding a gun in my pocket. You won't need it. Okay. Now, how about our deal? I still say it's a hold-up. Well, I guess I can afford it. I'm sure you can. All right, then. It's a deal. Now, let's get to work. Port gun. Wait, I'll see. Well? I can't see him, and that compartment door is closed. He must have left the car. Good. Let's go. No, wait. What are we going to do? Get super. Put Smith off the train. Get him off the train? Yes. We can't let him get to Metropolis because he's too well known there. He may be recognized and taken to a doctor might be able to restore his memory. I understand, but suppose he doesn't want to get off the train. We can't handle yes, Superman. Yes, we can. This piece of kryptonite. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. But even so, how can we get him off the train? We'll be seen and stopped. I've thought of that. We'll put the kryptonite in his pocket to keep him from moving. Then we'll smash a window in his compartment. And dump him out just before we stop the next town. We'll get off the train at the first depot and go back for him. Ah, uh, it's risky. I know that. But I'm playing for big stakes, McGuire, for my life. Come on now. Let's go. You sure it's a Superman's compartment, McGuire? Yeah, yeah, free B. See if the door's unlocked, Mr. Lennon. Yes, it's locked. Hang it. Uh-oh. What do we do now? Knock, of course. Oh, wait. Doesn't he know you, Mr. Lutton? Not anymore. He's lost his memory, you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, here he goes. Maybe he's asleep. Now, wake him up. Yes? Who is it? I have to see you, Mr. Smith. Okay. Just a minute. Get the kryptonite ready. Don't worry. I've got it ready. Get set. He's unlocking the door. His eyes burning under their shaggy brows, Big George Latimer waits for the unsuspecting Superman to open the door, ready to snap open the lead box in which rests the jagged, deadly kryptonite that will render the Man of Steel helpless. What will happen? As we continue now, Superman has just opened the door of his compartment on the limited train and admitted Big George Latimer and his henchman, Detective Al McGuire. Swiftly, McGuire closes the door behind him and locks it. As Latimer, holding the lead box containing the piece of deadly kryptonite, faces the Man of Steel, who stares back at him blankly. You wanted to see me? That's right, Smith. Remember me? No, I'm afraid I don't. Who are you? What do you want to see me about? Maybe this will remind you. What? What the... What's that green glowing stuff? Don't you recognize it? No, I... I... Look at him, McGuire. Uh, they stand up. Holy smokes, this is unbelievable. What's the matter, Smith? I don't know. I... I feel so weak. Suddenly, I... I... Oh. Well, I'll be... 
Oh. Had his stuff works, he went down like a log. Now, McGuire, smash the window. Yeah, we'll be getting into Phillipstown in a few minutes. Get such a dumb Superman out just before we get into town. Hurry! Shaking his head in wonder, Al McGuire moves to the compartment window while Superman lies on the floor helpless under the strange spell of the jagged piece of green glowing kryptonite. While Big George Latimer gloats, his lips curled back in a wolfish smile. Once more, Superman is in the hands of his archenemy, who is this time determined to complete the job of making the Man of Steel helpless forever. Will his fiendish plot work? We'll know tomorrow, gang, so whatever you do, don't miss the next excitement-packed episode. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's Pep! P-E-P Pep! Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman! Superman faces a supreme test as evil George Latimer focuses the jagged piece of deadly kryptonite on the helpless man of steel. Everybody's doing it. I mean, everybody's collecting those swell brand new comic buttons you get, one in every package of Kellogg's Pet. And if you're in on the race, you might be the first one in your crowd to collect all 18 buttons in Pep's great new series. The characters on these comic buttons are straight from the latest funnies, pictured in full color on gleaming white backgrounds. Characters like Ma Wickle and Denny Dimwit from the uh, Winnie Wickle funnies, and Uncle Avery and Auntie Blossom from Gasoline Alley, and the one and only Superman. Everybody's doing it, swapping and trading and, and trying to complete this latest comic button series. Why, a Pep comic button is, is just like a badge of membership in the great Pep Button Collectors Club. And here's how you get in. Just open a package of Kellogg's Pet, and you'll find one of the new series of comic buttons to start you off. You can't buy them anywhere, and you don't send in any money, not even a box stop. But from every package of Kellogg's Pep, collect one of those keen prizes. Always remember, for prize-eating and exciting prizes, get P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And you're in for a big surprise tomorrow, a super exciting offer, something really terrific. Just wait till you hear it tomorrow. And now, the adventures of Superman. Suffering from loss of memory caused by doses of liquid kryptonite forcibly fed to him by big George Latimer, a dishonest politician, Superman became the star pitcher for a little minor league baseball team. Using the name Bud Smith, he played so sensationally 
that his contract was purchased by the big league Metropolis Titans. But as he and Shorty Taylor, his manager, boarded a train for Metropolis, Latimer and Al McGuire, a crooked private detective, boarded the same train. Late at night, carrying a lead box about ten inches square, and accompanied by McGuire, Latimer rapped at the door of Superman's compartment and was admitted by the man of steel who failed to recognize his arch enemy. Latimer opened the, the lead box, revealing the jagged green glowing kryptonite, which, when brought close to Superman, robs him of all his strength. Affected by the rays, the man of steel staggered, then fell to the floor, unable to move. As we continue now, Superman lies helpless, his eyes blazed. Latimer snaps an order to McGuire. Oh. Break the window, McGuire. Before my sister before we reach the next town, then get off in town and go back for him. Okay, Mr. Latimer, I'll use my gun. What happened? I feel so strange. Hurry, McGuire, hurry. Okay, here I goes. Can't move. One, break it. The shatterproof glass is awful strong. Oh. How was it this time? Oh, help. McGuire, somebody's at the door. Oh, oh, strength. Help me up, please. Somebody must have heard me banging at the window. Yes, hang it. Please. Take it the sound. The train would cover that. Somebody. Keep help. quiet. You might go away. Oh. Yes, it's me. Wake up, please. This is the conductor. Wake up, Mr. Smith. Hey, that, Mr. Latimer. It's the conductor. This isn't so good. Somebody. He's not going away. What do we do? Only one thing to do. We've got to let him in. But we can't. We've got to. Otherwise, you think something is wrong to break in. Quiet. Quiet. One moment, Mr. Conductor. One moment. Please. Kryptonite back in its box and shut the lid. Listen, Mr. Conductor. I say and leave this to me. Hurry. Okay. But be careful. That kryptonite burns. Anything wrong? Kill him, Conductor. Let him in, McGuire. Oh. Let me do the talking. You're the doctor, oh. but I don't like this. Well, hi. Feeling better, Smith? Yes, yes, much better. I... Oh, oh that's fine. Here, let me help you out. Thanks. Yeah. I'm all right now. Thanks. Hey, what happened, Mr. Smith? Why, I don't know exactly. We had a sort of payment spell, Conductor. Painting spell. Uh, fortunately, we were here at the time and uh, could help him. How are you feeling now, Smith? Oh, fine. I can't understand what came over me. All my strength seemed to drain away suddenly, and everything went sort of blank. Oh, poor chap. I'm certainly glad Mac and I were here. Yes, yeah, so good thing we were here. Uh, who are you two gentlemen, may I ask? Uh, my name is Latimer, George Latimer, Metropolis. You've probably heard of me. Can't say that I have. And this is Mr. McGuire. He's a business associate of mine. Hi. These men friends of yours, Mr. Smith? I no. At least I don't think so. Uh, you see, Conductor... Just a minute. May I see your tickets, please, Mr. Latimer? Uh, tickets? Yes, your reservations on this train. Uh-oh. Uh, why, uh, we don't have any... I thought not. You're the two we're looking for. Well, looking for what us? do you mean? The porter on this car reported seeing two men fighting in the smoking room a little while ago. Oh, no, we weren't fighting. Of course not. You told him your compartment was in the car forward of this one. But so happens this is the front car. The only thing forward of it is the mail and baggage cars and the engine. Oh, uh, well, listen, We knew uh, you didn't belong on this train. We've been hunting you ever since. Now, you'll have to get off the next stop. That's Phillipsburg. Get off. Uh, just a moment, Conductor. We didn't have time to buy tickets in Gainesville. We barely caught the train. I'll be happy to purchase tickets and reservations from you. Sure, sure, any price. All right, can't do that. This train's filled. Oh, but look, if you'll help, I'll be glad to put them up in my compartment, Conductor. They can have my bunk. I won't mind sitting up. Oh, I think. Oh, say, that's mighty decent of you, uh, Mr. Smith. Not at all. Sorry, gentlemen, can't do that on the limited. Company rules say no passenger may ride unless there's sleeping accommodation for him. Oh, but see here, Conductor, it's important that Mr. McGuire and I get to Metropolis as soon as possible. I'll pay our fares. I'll even pay extra. That ought to do it. Sorry, Mr. Latimer, but rules are rules. There's a train carrying coaches following us an hour back. You can get on that in Phillipsburg. Oh, but I can't be delayed an extra hour. I must get to the as soon as possible. On this train. I'm sorry, oh, but... Oh, now, see here, Conductor. I told you who I was. Look, mister, I don't care I happen who to be you the are. head of the political party now in power in the state. I have friends on the governing board of this railroad. I warn you, 
If you put me off this train, it'll mean your job. Better think that over, Mr. Conductor. I'm not paid to think like that. My job's obeying the rules, and they say nobody rides on the limited without a sleeping accommodation, no matter who they are. But, but We're getting you... into Phillipsburg now. You and your friend will have to get off, Mr. Latimer, or it'll be the duty of myself and my crew to put you off. Now, what shall it be? Guess we'll have to get off, Mr. Latimer. All right. We'll get off. But you'll regret this, Conductor. Come on, McGuire. I'll see you again, Mr. Smith. I hope so. Awfully sorry, Mr. Latimer. Superman, Mr. Latimer. What do we do now? We've got to get to Metropolis first, McGuire. Superman is well known there. He's recognized and taken a brain specialist that might be able to restore his memory. If that happens, my goose is cooked. Yeah, but how are we going to get to Metropolis ahead of him? I don't know yet. We'll get there. We've got to. Come on. Where? I want to talk to that cab driver. Cabby! Yes, sir? Where to, sir? Is there an airport in this town? Sure, we got one. Good. But there are no flights scheduled until 6 o'clock in the morning, though. Eastbound. Uh-oh, that's too late. Now, wait, McGuire. Uh, look, Cabby, uh, do you know if we could charter a plane to take us to Metropolis? Well, I wouldn't know. Small town, you know. Pretty small setup out there at the airport. Uh, take us to the field. Come on, McGuire. And uh, hurry, please. Okay. to Metropolis at 8 o'clock in the morning. It's worth $1,000 to me if you can get us there ahead of the limited. $1,000, huh? Yes, what do you say? You got a deal, Mr. Latimer. There's my crate over there. Come on. Smiling triumphantly, Big George Latimer and Al McGuire climb into the chartered plane behind the pilot. Apparently, Superman's escape from Latimer and the kryptonite was only short-lived. What will happen now? In his compartment on the limited en route to Metropolis, Superman, garbed in pajamas and bathrobe, sits on the edge of his bunk, a deep frown on his face. Shorty Taylor, stocky gray-haired manager and part owner of the Gainesville Colts, who is escorting the sensational pitcher to his new team in Metropolis, has just entered. When the father told me I had a pit and smell, I came in on double. You sure you're okay now, bud? What? Oh, yes, yes, I'm fine, Shorty. Uh, you must have had too much sun yesterday. It was hot on that old ball field. No, I don't think it was the sun. You don't, eh? No. I think it had something to do with... With uh, With what? That green glowing stuff those men had. Green glowing? Uh Uh-huh. What are you talking about, bud? No, no, it was about the size of a large piece of coal. And it glowed with a strange, deep green light. What? I've seen it before, Shorty. Uh, Look, Somewhere. Look, maybe I'd better try to find a doctor, huh? There may be one on the train. Uh, you just no, no, wait a minute. I, I don't need a doctor, Shorty. I've just got to remember. If I could, I'd, I'd know. You know what? Everything. Where I came from and... Wait. That strange green glow. I have seen it before. I saw it. I saw it. Shorty, I think... I think... You think what? I'll look with it. Wait a minute, please. Don't talk to me. I've almost... I've almost got it. 
fists knotted, beads of perspiration standing out on his face. Superman hovers on the brink of memory, on the verge of recalling his name and his past. Will he succeed? If he does, he may save himself from the destruction planned by Big George Latimer, who is speeding closer and closer to Metropolis with the deadly kryptonite. What will happen? Whatever you do, gang, don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode. Yes, be sure to tune in again tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, as the famous Bud Smith arrives in Metropolis, Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen await him, as well as Big George Latimer, who carries the deadly kryptonite. Say, here's the big surprise I was telling you about yesterday. Listen closely, because this is something no fellow girl will want to miss. You've seen army money belts, like the G.I.'s wore... Well, you can get the same thing from Kellogg's Pep, a real genuine army money belt with three secret compartments, one large pocket and two smaller ones. You can carry your secret codes in them, your identification, your money, secret papers, letters, notes, all your valuables. And there's a special flap that folds over on the inside, keeps the pocket secret. This is the real thing, a genuine army money belt in real G.I. khaki color with a full-size buckle. It's adjustable, so it'll fit you slick, and it's the genuine article. G.I.'s paid a dollar for it, but all you do is mail ten cents and one box stop for a package of those super delicious whole wheat flakes, Kellogg's Pep, and your name and address to Superman, Box 251, Battle Creek, Michigan. You got that? Send one dime and one box stop from Kellogg's Pep, along with your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 251, Battle Creek, Michigan. Get your genuine army belt with the three secret compartments from P.E.P., the sunshine cereal Kellogg's Pep. This offer is limited to the United States. And now the adventures of Superman. When Superman lost his memory from the effect of liquid kryptonite fed to him forcibly by Big George Latimer, his arch enemy, he became a pitcher for a little minor league baseball team. And under the assumed name of Bud Smith, performed so sensationally that he was sold to the big league Metropolis Titans. Fearing that Superman might recover his memory, Latimer, after an unsuccessful attempt to capture him on a train, flew to Metropolis by plane, planning to intercept the Man of Steel and then complete the destruction of his mind and body. But meanwhile, in his compartment on the Limited, Superman, en route to Metropolis, is making a terrific effort to recover his lost memory. The jagged piece of green glowing kryptonite which he had seen again that evening in the hands of Big George Latimer has jogged his mind. 
half lifting the thick fog which clouds it. Leaning forward tensely, he speaks to Shorty Taylor, his manager, who believes him to be Bud Smith. That, that green glowing thing, I've seen it before somewhere. Not long ago, I... I what are you talking about, Bud? Wait a minute, Shorty. I think I'm starting to remember. Oh, now listen. I see Bud. a man. Yes, and he's, he's wearing a strange costume. His face. His face. Oh, why can't I see his face? Now, now, now look, look, but uh, uh, try to calm down. Try he's to... in a barn. That green glowing thing is right near him. And it's... Sheep, it, it, you, you, you've got it bad. Listen, fella, I think I'd better... He's trying to move. But he can't. Another man is... Oh, no, it's going away. Oh, I can't see it at all anymore. You can't, huh? No. Can't see anything anymore. Ah, forget it. Go to bed and get some sleep. You've got to be in good shape when we hit Metropolis. Okay, Shorty. I might as well. For a minute, I was sure I was going to remember everything. I'll wake you up before we get to Metropolis. Good night. Good night. Shorty. Uh, time to get up? Yep, we'll be in Metropolis in 20 minutes. Oh, good. Yeah, look. All the papers came aboard the last time. Oh. Take a gander at your handsome face on page one, see? Ah, <laughs> you're famous, Bud. Oh, famous. See. Look at that headline. Bud Smith joins Titans today. Baseball's new Superman may pitch against Dodgers this afternoon. How do you like that? Calling you Superman. Superman? Who's that? Look, are you kidding me? No, Shorty, really. I never heard of him. So where have you been all your life? I wish I knew, Shorty. You wish it? Ah, <laughs> go on. You're a great kidder, bud. You know, I'm just wising up to it. No, I'm serious, Shorty. Except for the last few weeks when I've been with you and the Colts, my whole life is a blank in my mind. <laughs> Cut it out, will you? Come on, I get dressed. Make yourself look sharp. We'll be in Metropolis in a few minutes. Now, unless I miss my guess, every reporter in town and half the fans will be at the station to meet you. Okay. I'll be ready for them. containing the jagged piece of deadly green glowing kryptonite. Wow, look at that crowd around Smith. No chance to get at him here, Mr. Latimer. I'm afraid you're right, McGuire. We've got to get at him. And soon. Before somebody realizes he is Superman. Relax. There's not much chance of that. Superman always wore a costume and red cape. Now he's wearing an ordinary business suit like everybody else. Yes, but this is the city where he's best known. So there's still a chance that somebody might recognize him. Someone maybe like his friends, Batman and Robin. They get to talking to him and realize he's lost his memory. It'll be all over for me. Hey, I never thought of that. Well, I have. That's why we've got to get hold of him and feed him the rest of the liquid kryptonite. Boy, what a shame we couldn't get him on the train last night. Huh? Yes, but there's no use crying over spoke milk. We've got to... Wait, McGuire. What's the matter? Look. That girl over there. What about her? That's Lois Lane. She's a reporter on the Daily Planet. Well, so what? Well, the planet's supposed to have some sort of official contact with Superman. Uh-oh. Now do you see why I'm worried? Suppose Miss Lane recognizes him. Ah, relax. I still say without his costume, there isn't much chance of it. You hope. Let's not take chances, McGuire. Keep your eyes on that girl.
Clark's Jim. He does look like Clark Kent. Didn't I tell you, Miss Lane? I know it sounds crazy, but I still say he is Mr. Kent. Oh, nonsense, Jim. This Bud Smith is a great baseball pitcher. Clark isn't an athlete, not by a long shot. Just the same. Only... Well, the longer I look at him... No, come on, Jim. I want to talk to him. The only thing that stops him, his voice isn't like Mr. Kent. It isn't? No, it's deeper. Oh, here he is now. Uh, Mr. Smith, I'm Jim Olson, reporter for the Daily Planet. I met you down in Gainesville, remember? I, yes, I think I do. How are you? Fine, thanks. Uh, this is Miss Lane. She's a reporter on the Planet, too. How do you do, Miss Lane? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Beg your pardon? Come on, uh, bud, let's get moving. Oh, wait a minute, Shorty. What were you saying, Miss Lane? Well, uh, you look exactly like a friend of ours, but exactly. Didn't I tell you? I do. Now, look what, we gotta get... We wait, gotta hold get... it, Shorty. Who is this friend I look like, Miss Lane? Clark Kent. He was a reporter, too. Was? You mean he passed away? Oh, gosh, I hope We not. don't know what happened to him, Mr. Smith. He, well, he just disappeared. Disappeared, you say? Yes. For a moment, I was sure you were Clark, but... Well, now I see I was mistaken. Uh, sure, sure you were. Your voice is different from his. Only... Only what, Miss Lane? Well, there's something very familiar about your voice. Have you noticed it, Jim? Well, yes. Now that you mention it, Mr. White noticed it, too. But will you please come out? we got to get up... Shorty, wait. This is very interesting. Who does my voice remind you of, Miss Lane? Well, I, I can't quite place it, Mr. Smith. It's very familiar, though. Tell me, have you ever lived in Metropolis? Why, I don't know. Huh? You don't know? No, you For see... the last time, but come on, we got to get up to the ballpark. Okay, Shorty. Sorry, Miss Lane, I've got to go to the ballpark and have some pictures taken of my new uniform. I'd like to see you again, though. Why, thank you. Look, look, Mr. Smith, I have my car outside. Jim and I can drive you to the ballpark. I'm sure if we talk some more, I'll be able to place your voice. Swell idea. How about it, Mr. Smith? Sounds fine to me. What do you say, Shorty? Well, it's quite a county, I miss, but uh, I'll back. We'll go get them. Swell. We'll meet you outside the main entrance of the station in five minutes. Good. We'll be there, Miss Lane. Let's go, Shorty. Okay. Come on, Jim. Isn't he a dead ringer for Mr. Kent? It certainly is. And his voice. If only I could remember where I heard it. Yeah. I know that voice, too. And that strange thing he said, Jim, about not knowing whether he lived in Metropolis or not. Jimmy, I have a feeling this is going to be a very interesting ride. Her cheeks flushed with excitement. Lois Lane hurries from the station to her car with Jimmy Olsen, failing to notice that she is passing within a foot of a big man she would have recognized. A man who stares after her sharply. Big George Latimer. Hear what Miss Lane said, McGuire? The chief and that young fellow are going to drive Superman to the ballpark in their car. Yeah, I heard him, Mr. Latimer. This is the chance we're waiting for. Bring your car to the main entrance of the station and wait there for me. Well, what are you going to do? I'm going to make a phone call. When I'm through, Miss Lane and that kid will never see the ballpark or any place else again. And what's more important, I'll have Superman under my thumb where I can finish him. Hey, but what are you going to do? Don't waste time asking questions, McGuire. Get the car while I make my phone call. Yes, sir. This works out perfectly. Perfect. His cold eyes gleaming under the shaggy brows, Big George Latimer hurries into a phone booth, and a moment later is issuing rapid instructions over the wire. How does he plan to arrange for Lois and Jimmy never to see the ballpark or any place else again? Just as Lois Lane seems on the way to discover who Bud Smith really is, are she and Jimmy Olsen and Superman too, doomed to disaster by Big George Latimer? What will happen? Monday's exciting thrill-packed episode tells the story, fellows and girls, so don't miss it. Be sure to tune in again Monday, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventure.
adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, while Superman is about to reveal to Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen that he does not know who he is, the evil forces against him have marked Lois's swiftly moving car for immediate and ruthless destruction. Say, there's excitement in the air, and here's the reason. Kellogg's Pep, that super delicious cereal, has something for you that packs thrills with a score. It's terrific. It's genuine. A money belt just like the G.I.'s wore. Yes, sir, you can get the exact same article. It has three secret compartments, one large pocket and two smaller ones to carry your club passwords, secret codes, letters, identification, money. The flap that folds over on the inside keeps the pocket secret. Why, this money belt will come in mighty handy this summer when you boys and girls go on hikes or to camp. It's the same kind of money belt your big brother wore when he was in service. The genuine army article in real khaki color with a full-size buckle. Adjustable, so it's sure to fit any size waist. G.I.'s paid a dollar for theirs, but you can get yours for only ten cents and a box top from those crisp, fresh whole wheat flakes, Kellogg's Pep. Send the Pep box top and a dime, your name and address, to Superman, Box 251, Battle Creek, Michigan. I'll repeat that for you. Mail one dime and one box top from Super Delicious Pep, along with your name and address, clearly printed, to Superman, Box 251, Battle Creek, Michigan. 
Get busy. Send for your genuine army money bill today. This offer is limited to the United States. And now, the adventures of Superman. As you remember, a dishonest politician named Big George Latimer, who hates and fears Superman, conspired with a former Nazi concentration camp doctor to cripple the mind and body of the Man of Steel, liquefying a small portion of kryptonite, a strange metallic substance which robs Superman of all his strength. Latimer and the German doctor fed it to him. And although Superman managed to escape after only two treatments, he had lost his memory. Believing his name was Bud Smith, he became a sensational baseball pitcher and was purchased by the Metropolis Titans. Latimer, however, feared Superman might recover his memory, and he laid plans to abduct him and complete the Man of Steel's destruction. As we continue now, the famous Bud Smith has just arrived in Metropolis and is being driven to the ballpark by Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen, who are fascinated by his amazing resemblance to their missing reporter friend, Clark Kent, who, as we know, is really Superman. Following them in another car are Latimer and Al McGuire, an unscrupulous private detective. Listen. Don't get too close to the McGuire. I don't want them to suspect they're being followed. Don't worry, Mr. Latimer. My business is trailing people. Now, tell me what you got in mind. Who did you phone back there in the railroad station? Blake, my secretary. I told him to have a few of the boys in the big truck. Dunno Road. That's the direct rope to the ballpark. Yeah, I know. But what's that got to do with Miss Lane and Bud Smith? I mean, uh, Superman. I told Blake to have everyone cleared off Dunno Road except a few of our own boys and close it to traffic. That means all cars left to detour around it, except Miss Lane's car and ours. I think you I see, get Dunno it. Road was built over the old shore railroad tracks. But there's no houses on it. Just right. Now, wait a minute. If the road is closed, how's Miss Lane's car going to get on it? Easy. I ordered all approaching cars to be flagged to a stop at this end of the road and then direct to the detour. Uh-huh. Blake and Gus will be there. Both know Superman. When they see him in Miss Lane's car, they'll say the road work was just finished and send the car through Andano. I get it. And there's a little hold-up or accident or something, huh? <laughs> something is right. We'll be right behind him, and I've got the piece of kryptonite with me to weaken Superman, so we won't have to worry about... Hey, what's that turn? I see it. Look, I can figure out what happens to Superman, all right. We load him into the truck, take him to some nice, quiet place where you and that Nazi doctor finish up the job you started on. Right. This time he won't get away until the job is finished. Well, that part's okay, Mr. Latimer, but what about the other two in the car? Miss Lane and the kid. You can't just let them go after they see what happens? Naturally not. We'll take care of them. What do you mean, take care of them? That's what worries me. You'll see when the time comes. Now, wait, Mr. Latimer. I said I'd go along with you on the Superman angle, but I don't want to get mixed up in any more kidnappings or killings or anything like that. Hmm. What's the matter, McGuire? Getting chicken-hearted? No, just careful. But I got a business, Mr. Latimer, and a family. You should have thought of that before you pulled that blackmail on me. Now you're in this up to your neck, McGuire. You're going to win with me or hang with me. Understand? Sure, sure, but look, I... Getting close to Dunno Road. I want to be right behind Miss Lane and Superman when Blake and Gus flag them down. Okay, Mr. Latimer. Hang on. Listening to Jim and me talk for quite a while now, Miss Lane. Have you been able to identify my voice yet? Frankly, no, I haven't, Mr. Smith. Oh, I know I've heard it before. I'm positive I have. So have but I. I can't quite place it. Can you, Jim? No. What bothers me most is how Bud here. You mean Mr. Smith, Jim. Oh. oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Smith. That's okay. You can call me Bud, Jim. Most of the players and fans do. Now, uh, what are we going to say? Well, I can't understand how you can look so much like Clark Kent. His twin brother couldn't look more like him. Really? Yeah, and you move just like he does, and it seem exactly like him, and yet you're not. It is remarkable. Oh. I wonder if... The only thing different is your voice. Yes. If not for that, nobody could make me believe you weren't Mr. Kent. As a matter of fact, I still can't make myself believe it. I wonder if it could be possible that... What? 
Well, I, I don't know if you'll understand this. I can't quite understand it myself, but... Well, they call me Bud Smith, but I'm not altogether Excuse sure Excuse me, that... I'm sorry, Mr. Smith. I just noticed another difference. Oh. What's that, Miss Lane? Park wore glasses. Mr. Smith doesn't. Say, that's right. Well, I guess that ends that possibility, then. I don't think I ever wore glasses. You don't think? Well, I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I don't remember. You don't remember? My eyes seem quite strong, Mr. so I don't... Mr. Kent's eyes couldn't have been weak, Miss Lane. I tried his glasses on once when he forgot them on his desk, and they were just like window glass. They were? Are you sure, uh-huh. Jim? I couldn't even tell I had them on. Oh? Uh, look, Mr. Smith, you said something very strange just now. Strange? What do you mean? Well, a little while ago, I asked you if you'd ever lived in Metropolis, and you said you didn't remember. That's right. I don't remember, Miss Lane. You don't? But how oh. could that be? And how could you not remember if you ever had to wear glasses? Well, uh, uh, you, you see... Look... I haven't known you too long, at least I don't think I have, but, well, I like you. We like you too, bud. Yes, we What's can... more, I feel I can trust you. Of course you can. What are you driving at? Well, you may be able to help me. Help you? Uh-huh. What do you mean? I'll tell you. I've got to tell somebody, so here it is. You see... Wait a minute, Mr. Smith. What's There's up? There's something wrong up ahead. We're being flagged down. Huh? Oh, yes. Uh, looks as if the road we're coming to is closed. Oh, that's Dunhill Road, the direct way. Now we'll have to detour about five miles. What's the matter, mister? Is Dunhill closed? Why, uh, uh... Well, is it or isn't it? I can see the roadblock, but I don't see any men working on the road. What are you staring at me for? Answer the lady. Oh, uh, uh, excuse me. The road was closed, lady, but it's open again now. You can go through. I'll pull the block out of your way. Well, thank you. Gee, that's swell. It's odd the way that fellow stared at me, wasn't it? As if he knew me. Oh, you must have seen your picture in the papers, Bart. Yes, you are a celebrity, you know. Oh, yes, maybe that was it. Okay, lady, go ahead. Thank you. Here we go. Now you can go on with what you started to say, Mr. Smith. Everything okay, guys? Yes, sir. The car with the diamond, you know who just went through, Mr. Latterman. Fine. Get that roadblock back as soon as we pass now. You bet, Mr. Latterman. Okay, McGuire. Get going. This is it. Shifting into high gear, Al McGuire drives onto the blocked-off Dunhill Road after Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, and Superman. And Gus, big George Latterman's henchman, quickly closes the road behind them. What will happen? Unaware that she is headed for danger, Lois Lane, accompanied by Jimmy Olsen and Bud Smith, is driving on Dunhill Road en route to the Metropolis Ballpark. Following in another car, 50 yards behind, are Big George Latimer and Al McGuire. Good. Just close the road behind us and it's blocked to the other end, too. Everything's all set, McGuire. What's the play, Mr. Latimer? You'll see in a moment, as soon as we get around the turn. There. See that big truck moving up the road? That a Miss Lane's car? Yep. Well, keep your eyes on it. And in just about a minute, you'll see the end of Miss Lane and that youngster with her. And the beginning of the end for Superman. Please, Miss Smith, go on with what you were telling Jim and me. Oh, yes, Miss Lane. As I say, I like you and Jim, and I feel I can trust you, and... Well, maybe you can help me. Oh, well, sure try. What's on your mind, Mr. Smith? Well, it's like this. I'm known as Bud Smith, but I'm not at all sure that's my name. What do you mean? Well, this past month, as you know, until I was sold to the Metropolis Titans the other day, I've been pitching for the Gainesville Colts. I mean pitching. Boy, no hit, no run. Go on, Mr. Smith. Well, everything that's happened in this past month is clear to me. 
But I have absolutely no recollection of anything that happened. Miss Lane. Now, watch the truck ahead, Miss Lane. It's cutting in front of us. I can get by. No, no, look out. Give him a hoy, Miss Lane. They're trying to push us off the road into the ditch. Swing hard. They're going to hit us. Look out. Look out. blowing her horn, Lois Lane swings her car to the very edge of the road, sees the huge truck loom upon her, and realizes that she, Jimmy Olsen, and Bud Smith are about to be rammed and hurled into the ditch below. Superman could save Lois and Jimmy in this scant second remaining and save himself, but Superman, his memory lost, believes he is Bud Smith and is unaware of his extraordinary strength and powers. Can anything save our friends now? What will happen? We'll find out in tomorrow's thrilling and surprising episode, so be sure to listen. Tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loop Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loop on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as 11 dollars per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media dot u-s forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. The Sunshine Serial presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, as the great pitcher Bud Smith, or Superman, stands by for the leading game of the season, his friends strive to check his true identity, while his enemies prepare for his final and complete destruction. They're concealed. They're hidden. They're secret. Yes, your most confidential papers and messages are secret when you carry them in the genuine army money belt Kellogg's Pep has for you. It's the very same money belt that G.I.'s wore. It has three concealed compartments, one large pocket and two smaller ones, covered with a special flap that pulls over on the inside and keeps the pocket secret. A swell hiding place for your secret codes and messages. 
This genuine army money belt is adjustable so that you can buckle it right on to fit you. It's real army khaki color with a full-sized buckle. Maybe you'll wear it under your coat or your jacket or on the outside. You can wear it around your waist or slung over one shoulder. G.I.'s paid a dollar for their army money belts, but all you do is to mail 10 cents plus a buck stop from a package of Kellogg's Pep and your name and address to Superman, Box 251, Battle Creek, Michigan. Now, don't put it off. These belts are going fast, so get yours while the getting's good. Today, send 10 cents with one Kellogg's Pep box stop and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 251, Battle Creek, Michigan. This offer is limited to the United States. You'll go for this swell army money belt, and you'll go for the swell cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. Suffering from complete loss of memory caused by doses of liquid kryptonite which were forcibly fed to him by Big George Latimer, Superman became a sensational baseball pitcher under the assumed name of Bud Smith and was purchased by the big league Metropolis Titans. On his arrival in Metropolis, he was met by reporters Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen, who were fascinated by his amazing resemblance to their missing friend, Clark Kent, who, as we know, is really Superman. Lois offered to drive him to the ballpark, unaware that Latimer, fearing that Superman might recover his memory, was following in another car and had arranged for an accident to happen to them. As Lois, with Jimmy and Bud Smith beside her, drove her car along deserted Dunhill Road, a heavy truck suddenly swung in front of them, crowding them toward a deep ditch and threatening to smash the car like an eggshell. over the Lois is frozen with terror. As Jimmy cries out in horror, Bud Smith, having forgotten he is Superman, instinctively thrusts out a hand to ward off the huge truck which is about to crush them. At the thrust of Superman's hand, propelled by the strength which can move mountains, the giant truck rocks back violently on two wheels, almost overturns. And in the instant before it careens back, Lois's car sweeps safely past and speeds away up the road. and shaken after their miraculous escape. Lois and Jimmy cannot speak. Bud Smith, not realizing that it was his superhuman strength that saved them, finds his voice first. Was that close? Oh, dear. That's putting it mildly, Mr. Smith. And how? I thought sure we were done for. Frankly, so did I, Jim. One moment that truck was practically on top of us, and then it, then it just seemed to tip backwards and let us pass before dropping again. Yeah. I wonder what did happen. Oh, I don't know, except... Well, maybe... I guess the driver just managed to swing away in time. But the way the truck tipped back, as if a, a pile driver or something had hit it. Why, hey, I what's the matter with your forehead, Jim? Oh, I don't know. What? Why, there's a lump on it as big as an egg. Jim, you're hurt. I am. Watch the road, Miss Lane. Here, let's have a look at you, son. I, I do feel kind of groggy. Oh. I think I must have bumped my head on the windshield back there. Oh, oh Jimmy. You'll oh. be all right, Miss Lane. We better get him to a doctor for a checkup. Step on it. All right. Oh, dear. As our friends speed away, the car carrying Big George Latimer and Al McGuire has jolted to a skidding stop not far behind. At the wheel, McGuire mops his pale face with trembling hands. Impatient Latimer frets at the delay. Hold your stop for McGuire. Go after them. No, sir, not, not me, Mr. Latimer. You see what happened? Yes, I don't care. Judge Smith, I mean, Superman just stuck out his hand and pushed that truck away as if... As if it were made out of cardboard. Yes, I saw it. Blast him. Go after him, you fool. This is our chance to get him. No, no, nothing doing, Mr. Latimer. I'm not tangling with guys who juggle ten-ton trucks like cardboard boxes. But I have the kryptonite with me. He loses strength when it's brought within ten feet of him. Yeah, maybe so, but... Anyhow, it's too late. We'll never catch up to them now. Why, you, you sickly card. I ought to... Take it easy, Mr. Latimer. You're not Superman, you know. I'm not afraid of you. In case you've forgotten, I got a gun. 
I haven't forgotten, McGuire. And I won't forget it's your fault that Superman got away from me again, either. Now, listen. I'll be recovers his memory, I'm done for. My only chance is to make sure he never recovers his memory. And I can do that with the li- liquid kryptonite. I've got to get hold of him again. Okay, now, if you'll listen to me... Well, I think I've got it. Oh, yeah? How? I'll tell you what my house. Right back there. But look, Get I... started. We've got to work fast. Okay, you're the boss. <laughs> McGuire heads the car back toward Big George Latimer's house. A short time later, wearing a strip of adhesive tape across his forehead, but otherwise none the worse for his recent experience, cub reporter Jimmy Olsen, accompanied by Lois Lane, enters the office of Candy Myers, their private detective friend. Quickly, Lois brings Candy up to date. And just before that truck almost hit us, this Bud Smith said something very interesting, Candy. Yeah? What was that, Miss Lane? He said he isn't sure his name is Bud Smith. Huh? He isn't sure. That's right, Candy. Yes, and he went on to say that he remembers perfectly everything that happened during the last month. That is, while he was pitching for the Gainesville Colts. Then the truck cut across in front of us. Yes, and that, of course, stopped him. But I think he was going to say that he couldn't remember anything before last month. Are you kidding? Well, I don't know if he was going to say that, Miss Lane. I'm sure it was, Jim. Don't you remember how he said he couldn't remember if he'd ever worn glasses or if he'd been in Metropolis before today? Well, yes, but... Hold it, Jim. Didn't you ask him more about this later, Miss Lane? I didn't get the chance. First, we had to rush Jim to a doctor. And as soon as the doctor said Jim would be okay, Mr. Smith had to rush off to the ballpark because his manager and the photographers and a lot of people were waiting there for him. I see. Look, I know it sounds crazy, Candy, but this Bud Smith looks exactly like Clark Kent. He's a dead ringer for him. And if he has lost his memory, well, well, maybe, maybe he is Clark. Could be, could be. Sometimes I'm sure he is. But then when I hear... Wait, Jim. You both said his voice was different from Kent's, isn't that so? Yes. It's much deeper. But in every other way, he seems just like Clark, the way he walks, all his mannerisms. And if he's got amnesia, well, well, maybe whatever caused it, a shock or an accident, affected his voice, too. Jeepers, maybe that's it. Well, I never heard anything like that, but... Well, it could be, I guess. Certainly it could. Nobody knows very much about amnesia, Candy. What about the glasses? Kent always wore them, but you say Smith doesn't. No, but listen he to this. He couldn't be the great ball player he is, playing without specs if his eyes are weak. I know, now, but... take my word for it. But listen to this, Candy. Jim said he tried on Clark's glasses once, and they were like window glass, didn't you, Jim? Is that so, Jim? Yeah. You wouldn't even know you had glasses on. Then why would Kent wear them? Well, Clark had a lot of um, eccentricities, Candy, like, well, like disappearing suddenly without telling anyone where he was going. Yeah, and then popping up again where you never expected him to be. Yeah, but how could Kent be a terrific pitcher and hitter like this Smith when we know he couldn't even throw a beanbag? Yeah, that bothers me, too. I don't know about that, but, well, if you just see Bud Smith for yourself, Candy... Don't worry, I'm going to see him. I'm going to find out if he's Kent or not tonight. You are? What's your plan, Candy? There's one sure way that can't miss. Bud Smith is going to pitch for the Titans tonight against the Dodgers. Yes. We three will be at the game, and right after it, I'll prove without question whether or not Bud Smith is Clark Kent. Tonight, Private Detective Candy Myers promises... He will prove definitely whether or not Bud Smith is the missing Clark Kent. Will he be successful? As we continue now, our scene is the library of Big George Latimer's palatial estate in Metropolis Heights. The burly politician is questioning Blake, his slight, bald-headed secretary. Oh, Blake, what about that blackmailing gumshoe McGuire? Oh, he'll never try to blackmail you again, Mr. Latimer. Not in this world, anyhow. Good. Imagine he's trying to hold me up for a quarter of a million dollars. Then getting yellow and refusing to have this Superman today. I told him he'd pay for it. Oh, he paid all right, Mr. Latimer. In full. Good. Now, what about Bud Smith, Superman? Is it definite he's going to pitch tonight? Well, the Titans manager announced it to the press, so it's pretty definite. How about our box? You got that, didn't you? Oh, yes, sir. Your name carries a lot of weight in this town, Mr. Latimer. Going to carry a lot more as soon as I'm through with Superman. Mark my words, Blake. Side of six months, no Jew or Catholic or Negro or 
Anybody of foreign extraction will be able to hold public office in this state. If you say so, Mr. Latimer. I do say so. What about Dr. Marsh? Let's get hold of him. He's standing by, sir. And Eddie? Yes, he's got his card and papers. I thought I'd play safe and send Joe along with him just in case. Sir. Good idea. And we're all set? Well, I've checked and double-checked every detail, Mr. Latimer. I don't see how we can miss. We won't miss, Blake. This plan is foolproof. By midnight tonight, I'll have Superman in my hands again. By midnight tomorrow, you'll be a broken wreck. Out of my way. Forever. Lovingly, Big George Latimer sounds the knell of doom for Superman. What is his foolproof plan to trap the Man of Steel and deliver him again into the hands of Dr. Marsh, the former German concentration camp physician? Tonight is also the night that Candy Myers promised Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen he would prove whether or not Bud Smith is Clark Kent, who, as we know, is Superman. Will Candy and our friends win and so help to serve Superman and restore his memory? Or will Big George Latimer, the vicious, bigoted political chieftain, conquer? Tomorrow's suspenseful episode carries a thrill a minute, fellows and girls, so be sure to listen. Tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pap, the sunshine cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. to prove conclusively whether or not he is Bud Smith. An unexpected and startling event takes place that completely defeats their plan. Say, grab yourself a pencil and get a load of this exciting new surprise offer. Kellogg's Pep is offering you a real, genuine United States Army money belt. The very same money belt that G.I.s used for carrying their personal letters and, and photographs and identification. It's genuine G.I. equipment. It's made of khaki with three secret compartments, one large pocket and two smaller ones for carrying your secret codes and notes, your club secrets, you know, things that you like to keep confidential. There's a special flap that folds over on the inside and keeps the pocket secret. This genuine Army money belt is made of sturdy, water-resistant cloth. It has a full-size buckle and is adjustable so it'll fit you slick. You can wear it under your coat or your jacket or on the outside. You can wear it around your waist or slung over one shoulder. 
Now, GIs paid a dollar for their money belts, but all you do is to mail 10 cents plus a box top from a package of those super delicious whole wheat flakes, Kellogg's Pet, and your name and address to Superman Box 251, Battle Creek, Michigan. Now, remember, send your dime with one Kellogg's Pet box top and your name and address clearly printed to Superman Box 251, Battle Creek, Michigan. This offer is limited to the United States. Today, send for your Army money belt from that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Now, the adventures of Superman. After Big George Latimer, a crooked politician, forcibly fed him liquid kryptonite, Superman lost his memory. Then, unaware of his identity, the Man of Steel adopted the name Bud Smith and became a sensational baseball pitcher, working his way up from the Bush Leagues to the Major League Metropolis Titans. Struck by his amazing resemblance to the missing Clark Kent, who, unknown to them, is really Superman. Lois Lane and young Jimmy Olsen, reporters for the Daily Planet, consulted Candy Myers, their private detective friend. Candy said he knew how to prove whether or not Bud Smith, the pitcher, was Kent, and promised to do so after the game that night. But meanwhile, worried that Superman might recover his memory, Big George Latimer made plans to complete the destruction of the Man of Steel's mind and body. As we continue now, Candy, Lois, and Jimmy are in a box at the ballpark, watching Bud Smith pitch his first game for the Titans. It is nice. The powerful lighting system makes the diamond appear bright as day. Listen. side again. Boy, oh boy, that makes 12 strikeouts in four innings. How do you like that for pitching this lane? Pretty good, kids. Pretty good. It's terrific, Miss Wayne. Sensational. You're not kidding. Well, I don't know very much about baseball, well, let me but... tell you, this Bud Smith is the greatest pitcher who ever lived. Now, take my word for it, Miss Wayne. All right, oh, yeah. but he's All right, I said to him. I'll agree. He's a terrific pitcher. But what I want to know is, is he or is he not Bob Kent? Well, I don't know. When I look at him, I'm sure he is. And then... Well, how could Mr. Kent oh, be don't bother going through all that again, Candy said that he could prove whether or not Bud Smith was caught. Well, how about it, Candy? I said I'd prove after the game tonight, and I will. How? Yeah. How are you going to do it, Candy? Just leave it to me. Okay, but let's get... Tell me this, Miss Lane. Did you make a date with Bud Smith for after the game, like I told yes, you to? Yes, I did. I phoned him, and he said he'd be glad to have supper with us. Well... But I wish you'd tell me how you intend to prove whether he's caught or not. It's simple. I'm going to... Considering who he is, Blake. Ah, that's quite right, sir. Well, the game will be over soon. And then... So where's Eddie? I don't see him. I told him to get started on his inspection. Oh. Joe with him? Yes, sir. And everything's in order. Cards, papers, everything. With your political connections, it was easy to erase, Mr. Latimer. Good. Let's see. Boys are here. I've got the kryptonite. Now, what about the car, Blake? It's all set. Don't worry, Mr. Latimer. Don't worry until I see Superman where I want him. All along with me and Dr. Marsh... You realize what would happen to me if he recovered his memory before we got hold of him? I don't think there's much chance of that before the game is... Well, you can't tell. My citizen in shock could do it. Uh-oh. What's the matter? Smith's coming up the bat again. Oh, what about it? Suppose he gets hit on the head. 
Lots of players doing that batting. That could restore his memory. Good heavens, I never thought of that. I did. I get the jitters every time he comes to the plate. Why, he, he swung and missed. You see? Even he can miss. He only has to misjudge the ball by an inch. He can get beaned. Wait, sir. The pitch is going to throw again. Smith hit another home run, Mr. Lemon. Just look at that ball travel. He won't come to bat again tonight. Get ready, Blake. Two minutes more, and it'll be the payoff. trying to decide what pitch hitter to send out. That's all very interesting, but the game is practically over, and you still haven't told me how you intend to prove if Bud Smith is Clark Kent or not. Did you ever hear of fingerprints, Miss Lane? Fingerprints? Sure, sure. They... the field flash back on again as suddenly as they had flashed off, once more flooding the scene with brilliant light. Candy Myers, Lois Lane, and Jimmy Olsen make their way through the grandstand to the street. And as we rejoin them, they are waiting outside the Titans Clubhouse for Bud Smith. She was taking Smith a long time to change into a street car. It certainly is, Jim. Mm, seems to be taking all the players a long time. Not one of them has come out of the clubhouse yet. That's right. I wish he'd hurry up. So do I. I can't wait to find out if he's written. Hey, spirits. Yeah, police. Good heavens. They're stopping right here. Yeah. I wonder what's wrong. I don't know. Hey, Sergeant Donovan. Oh, hello, Candy. Hey, uh, 
What's cooking? Something happened to Bud Smith. What? To Bud Smith? What do you mean, Sergeant? Why, we just got a call from the Titans manager who told us that Smith started up in a clubhouse after the game, but he never got there. Are you never kidding? Got... Yeah, he disappeared. Come on, boys, upstairs. Hurrying up the stairs to the Titans clubhouse, Sergeant Donovan leaves Candy Myers, Lois Lane, and Jimmy Olsen staring after him with their mouths open. Bud Smith has disappeared. Bud Smith, as we know, is Superman. And we know, too, that big George Latimer has laid elaborate plans to capture him and complete his fiendish task of crippling his mind and body. Is the Man of Steel now in Latimer's hand? We'll find out in tomorrow's exciting episode when we also make some other startling discoveries. So be sure to listen. Tune in tomorrow. Same time, same station. Remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Superman's friends frantically search for him. The Man of Steel faces a desperate fight for sheer survival as a helpless prisoner of his murder-bent enemies. Say, shh. You want to hide your secret papers? Hide the gang passwords, secret codes, your money that maybe you're saving up for something special? Well, then sit yourself right down and write for that genuine army money belt. Kellogg's Pep has for you. It's the real thing. It has three secret compartments, one large pocket and two smaller ones. There's a special flap that folds over the inside and keeps the pocket secret. You can wear this army belt under your coat or jacket, and you can even sleep with it like lots of G.I.s did. Remember, this is the real thing. A genuine army money belt in G.I. khaki color with a full-size buckle. It's adjustable, so it'll fit you slick, and it's the genuine article. G.I.'s paid a dollar for it, but all you do is to mail ten cents, one box top from a package of those super delicious whole wheat flakes, Kellogg's Pep, and your name and address to Superman, Box 251, Battle Creek, Michigan. You got that? You send one dime and one box top from Kellogg's Pep along with your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 251, Battle Creek, Michigan. This offer is limited to the United States. Don't put it off. Don't miss out. Send in your order today. Get your genuine army belt 
with the three secret compartments from P.E.P., the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Now, the adventures of Superman. Although Superman lost his memory, and believing his name was Bud Smith, became a famous professional baseball player, Big George Latimer, a dishonest politician who brought on Superman's amnesia by feeding him liquid kryptonite, was deeply worried. Fearing that the Man of Steel might recover his memory and seek vengeance, Latimer laid plans to abduct him and complete the destruction of his mind and body. Following a night baseball game in Metropolis, Bud Smith, or Superman, mysteriously disappeared. And as we continue a short time later, private detective Candy Myers, who suspects that Bud Smith is his friend Clark Kent, the missing Daily Planet reporter, has sought the aid of the famous Batman, the only person in the world who is aware that Superman and Clark Kent are one and the same man. Listen. You say you and Miss Lane and Jim Olsen searched the ballpark thoroughly, Candy? Every inch of it, Batman, and so did the police. But no Bud Smith. What do you suppose happened to him? I don't know. When last seen, he was walking across the diamond to the clubhouse after the game. And the lights went out. The lights went out? Yeah. And when they came on again, he disappeared. Holy smokes. And those lights weren't turned out by accident either. Are you sure, Candy? Positive. I checked with the park electrician who says he didn't turn him out. I checked up on him, too. And found out that he was watching the last inning from the clubhouse window. The Titans trainer. Now, I see. Well, isn't it possible that maybe a fuse might have blown out? Oh, or... no, no. No fuse blew out. Nothing was wrong in the power station. I checked that, too. Somebody deliberately turned out those lights. And me, I... I've got an idea who that somebody is. Really? Who? Well, I found out that two guys showed up in the park superintendent's office about the seventh inning. They said they were from the city building commissioner's office, and they had cards and papers to prove it. Uh-oh. They said they had orders to inspect the place, and the superintendent gave them his keys. He did? Yeah. Yeah, I figure they got into the electrician's control room and pulled the master switch. Why, of course. Did you check with the commissioner's office? Sure, sure. But the commissioner says he never issued the inspection order and insists he knows nothing about it. But, um, you know who he is, don't you? Well, no. No, I don't think so. A guy named Lacey, a cheap, ward-healing politician who was appointed by the party boss, which means by Big George Latimer. Latimer? You mean you think he's behind Right. I figure Latimer's the guy who ordered the lights turned out in the ballpark tonight just so his gorillas could grab Bud Smith. But wait, wait a minute, Candy. That's a serious accusation. I know that, but Latimer was seen at the game tonight in a box with half a dozen of his muscle men. And everybody knows Big George Latimer isn't a baseball fan. Well, that proves nothing. After all, why should Latimer abduct Smith? Because if I'm right, and Smith is Clark Kent... Clark Kent? What are you talking about? Oh, oh, I forgot. You've been out of town. Yes, Robin and I have been hunting for Superman. Uh, uh, and Clark Kent, too, but... Uh, What's this about the great picture, Bud Smith being Kent? Well, he's a dead ringer for Kent. Eyes, hair, features, build, the way he moves, everything. No kidding. The only thing different is his voice. But Miss Lane figures whatever made him lose his memory, like a bad shock, maybe, might have affected his voice. Wait, Kenny. You say this fellow Smith lost his memory? Miss Lane thinks so, because Smith told her he wasn't sure his name was Smith. And he was starting to tell her he couldn't remember anything that happened more than a month ago when they were interrupted. Great, Scott. That fits in perfectly. Fits in. What do you mean? Somehow, Kent must have gotten away from Latimer last month, suffering from amnesia. Now he turns up in Metropolis as a great ball player. Latimer recognizes him. And grabs him before he can recover his memory and tell the police what Latimer did with Superman. Well, uh, y- yes, in a way. That uh... must be it. Didn't you say Latimer had the kryptonite and he used it to weaken Superman and take him away someplace? Yes, that's right. And but he grabbed Kent, too, on account of Kent knew all about it. Well, yes. Uh, no, Candy. Uh, Latimer lives in Metropolis Heights, right near the ballpark. I think what we'd better do is contact Inspector Henderson and get a search warrant. Save your breath, Batman. I already tried that. You did? Yeah, and Henderson said he let you and Robin talk him into searching Latimer's house once last month for Superman. And Latimer almost got him fired because of that. I know, but... So Henderson said he isn't sticking his neck out again. 
What's more, he says for his money, Smith was grabbed by gamblers who had bet against the Titans winning the pennant or by kidnappers who want a big ransom from the Titans. Rubbish. And he says so far as the possibility of Smith being Kent is concerned, that's a joke. Kent couldn't pitch a beanbag, let alone a baseball. That's what he thinks. Well, all right, then. Robin and I will have to work alone. Correction, please. Robin and you and me. No, no, Candy. If you cross Henderson, it might cost you your private detective's license. I'll take that chance. Kent's my friend, and I'm sure Adam has got him. Well, come on. We'll go out to his house right now. Okay, then. Robin's asleep upstairs. I'll wake him, and we'll get going. Well, here we are. Okay, Robin. Candy, pile out. Okay, let's go. Look, Batman, we're not just going to ring Latimer's bell and tell him we want Bud Smith, are we? We might say Smith forgot his baseball glove and we're bringing it to him. But I don't think we will, Robin. Come on. Oh, wait, will you? When we were here before, the joint was jumping with gunmen. Really? Ring the bell, will you, Candy? It'll be a pleasure. I don't get it, Batman. You don't usually lead with your chin. Look, chum, with Superman, with Clark and Danger, we better do everything we can to find him before Latimer can do anything else to him. Gunman or no gunman, check. If you put it that way, check. I've been itching for another go with Latimer's gorillas anyhow. Good, now you're talking. Ring again, Candy. Right. Wait, somebody's coming. I'll set you two. I'm all set. So am I. Uh, yes, I'll take him. <gasps> Sorry to be rude, friend, but a man's life is at stake. Come on, Robin. Get your rope and truss him up. I'll have him all set for the market in ten seconds flat. Now, you gag him. Okay. Hurry, you guys, before somebody else shows up. Come on, step on it, Robin. One hitch here, and another one there. That does it. Yeah, nice going. Now, hold it. It's awful quiet in here. It's a little too quiet, I'm thinking. Playmates are probably upstairs where they were the last time. Standing by with their arsenal all set. Maybe. Here's what we find out. Let's go. Nobody in this room, Batman. Or in this one. We've searched the whole floor. There's another floor, one flight up. Come on. And keep your eyes peeled. Nobody on this floor either. That leaves only the basement. All right, we'll have a look at that. Let's go. Nobody down here? Looks as if we've drawn a blank, Batman. It sure does, Robin. Latimer and his boys must have taken Kent someplace else tonight. Figures all right, but where? Yeah, where? Deeply disappointed, Robin and Candy Myers look to Batman, who can only shrug helplessly. Where is Clark Kent? As Batman, Robin, and Candy Myers search Big George Latimer's house for Clark Kent, the man of steel still wearing the baseball uniform of Bud Smith lies on a couch in a room in a small bungalow. On a table two feet away rests the jagged piece of green glowing kryptonite, which, torn from the exploded planet on which Superman was born, here in the atmosphere of Earth robs him of all his great strength and curious powers when brought within ten feet of him. Near the couch stands Big George Latimer with Dr. Marsh, the former Nazi concentration camp physician. He carefully measures drops of a colorless solution into a glass of milk. Both of them enjoying Superman's weakened condition. Why have you brought me here? Why can't I move? Be quiet, you. Oh. Got the hurry, Marsh. Every police officer in the city is looking for Bud Smith. I am as anxious as you are to have this over, Mr. Latimer. Should the police find him here in my house and discover he is Superman, I am as good as stay. That goes to both of us. Strength. What's How long that? is this going to take? I told you, six drops of liquefied kryptonite every two hours for 24 hours. That'll finish him? Oh. It will permanently block off a portion yeah, of his brain for the rest of his life. And his body will be considerably weakened. Are you sure of that? Of course. Did you not we see how he lost his memory that. after only two doses of the kryptonite? Yes, but Tomorrow I... night at this time, he uh, will be as I say it. A mental and physical wreck. 
You can turn him loose in the streets and never have to worry that he will remember what happened Please. or who he is or that he will be able what, to harm What happened to Wonderful. Me. And remember what I promised, Marsh. Please. This works. That 10,000 a year job in the health department is yours. It will work. Come now, it is time for treatment. Please. And soon, tomorrow night at this time, we will see the end of Superman. His owl-like eyes gleaming behind his thick lens spectacles. Dr. Marsh takes up the glass of milk in which the deadly kryptonite has been dissolved and advances on the helpless Superman. Is Dr. Marsh right? Is this truly the end of Superman? Batman, Robin, and Candy Myers are certain that Bud Smith is in Latimer's hands, but they have no idea where. How can they find him before the fatal 24 hours are gone? There are thrills ahead and an exciting new development in tomorrow's episode, fellows and girls, so be sure to listen. Tune in again tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! <laughs>